When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the family. Look, you take the speakers, right? At the same time, you say to yourself, this is the last time I'm ever going to steal something. It's that simple. Let's get some music up in here. Casey, why don't you play us a little something? I don't have my guitar. That's all right. You can just slap our little bellies. I don't think that's going to work. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend. Friday, October 1st through Sunday, October 3rd. We're counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Scarlett Johansson and Disney's legal battle has come to an end. Representatives for the actress and the studio both announced Thursday that the two have resolved their legal dispute over this year's release of Black Widow. Johansson claimed it was a breach of her contract for the studio to stream the movie on Disney Plus at the same time it was in theaters, thus cutting greatly into her compensation that was largely based on box office receipts. In a statement, Johansson said she's happy to have resolved the matter, adding, quote, I'm incredibly proud of the work we've done together over the years and have greatly enjoyed my creative relationship with the team. I look forward to continuing our collaboration in years to come. Disney Studios chair Alan Bergman echoed those statements in his statement, saying, quote, We appreciate her contributions to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and look forward to working together on a number of upcoming projects, including Disney's Tower of Terror. The exact terms of Johansson and Disney's deal were not disclosed. Four days after Dancing with the Stars pro Cheryl Burke revealed ahead of Monday's episode that she tested positive for COVID-19, her celeb partner Cody Rigsby announced Thursday that he has also tested positive. In an Instagram announcement, the Peloton instructor, who had COVID earlier this year and says he is fully vaccinated, said, quote, I right now have really mild symptoms, congestion, a little bit of headache, cough. But in comparison to when I had COVID earlier this year, it is night and day. So that must be the vaccine and the antibodies working. So we're super grateful for that. Rigsby added that the ABC competition is still trying to figure out his fate there. Burke and Rigsby were judged Monday based on footage from their rehearsal. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Now let's make a clean start with our number five pick for this weekend, the new Netflix dramedy, Made. Inspired by Stephanie Land's best-selling memoir, the limited series stars Margaret Qualley as Alex, a single mother who flees an abusive relationship and turns to house cleaning to barely make ends meet and create a better life for her young daughter. Also starring Nick Robinson, Anika Noni Rose, and Qualley's real-life mom Andy McDowell as her on-screen mother, made as a portrait of a mother's resilience in the face of overwhelming obstacles. Here's a preview. I'm Alex. I'm trying to piece together how I got here. My mom is undiagnosed bipolar, and she's MIA right now. I got into college. I wanted to be a writer, but I got pregnant. Now 
I'm a single mom. You on parole? No. You got a problem with background check? No. <laughs> this is a trial. Oh, I'm starting today. That's good news, ain't it, bro, girl? We compost. The bin is labeled compost. Can you read or should I show you? I can read. And you can watch Made on Netflix, where all 10 episodes are streaming now. Our number four pick takes us to the opposite end of the wealth spectrum with Showtime's Billions, which wraps up season five, for real this time, on Sunday. As we head into the finale, the question looms, could Axe be headed to the slammer? The never-ending cat-and-mouse game between him and Chuck has come to a head again, and Axe could be arrested on drug charges with no way out this time. Billions could end up looking very different when it returns for season six next year. Here's a preview of the finale. You here? Up in his office? It is his office, right? For now. This will have real teeth criminally. Fangs. Come on, Chuck. Come on down here and arrest me now. We are a long way from walking into a cell. We need to stay calm and unified. Axelrod will surrender to me. <laughs> hmm, is that the laugh of a confident man or a man feigning confidence? Tune in to the season finale of Billions Sunday at 9 p.m. on Showtime to find out. Before we get to our number three pick, we have some recommendations from Lost and Outer Banks star Elizabeth Mitchell, who you can currently see in the new movie Witch Hunt on digital and VOD. We asked Mitchell our usual question, what you watching? I am loving two different shows right now. Um, kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum. I, I really love Midnight Mass. I love how they explore religious archetypes and kind of flip that on its head. And the way that they do it is so fascinating to me. And I was a huge fan of The Haunting of Hill House. So I, uh, I'm really loving that right now. And it, it's heartbreaking and beautiful and uh, all those good things. And then the other one is Ted Lasso. And I, I watch it with my family and I'm so drawn in to how they're able to be so good he's so good and he's so kind and he and they've made this kind of wonderful family entertainment that's still incredibly entertaining and we laugh out loud and occasionally I'll even you know cry with with one resolution or another so I've loved that and when we can't decide on anything <laughs> we watch nailed it a good compromise if ever there was one. You can find Nailed It and Midnight Mass, both What to Watch approved picks, on Netflix. And of course, you can stream Ted Lasso on Apple TV+. All right, let's get back to this weekend's picks with number three, or should we say numero tre, The Many Saints of Newark. The Sopranos prequel film is finally here, starring the late James Gandolfini's son, Michael, as a young Tony Soprano, growing up under the wing of his mob boss uncle, Dickie Moltisanti. But that uncle, played by Alessandro Nivola, is the real heart of the story, which unfolds in 1967 against the backdrop of escalating racial tensions in Newark. Co-written by original series creator David Chase, the movie is, as EW's Leah Greenblatt put it in her review, 
the ballad of a reluctant mafioso with bruised knuckles and a battered soul. Here's a bit of the trailer. Antonio Soprano. I wonder if I can talk to you alone for a moment, Mrs. Soprano. On the basis of the Sanford Binet, he's high IQ. You can't prove it by me. He's got a D plus average. Well, he doesn't apply himself, but he is smart. The results tell us he's a leader. Ankle dick. Growing up with the family takes a toll. Molto bene, as they say. And we've barely scratched the surface of the movie's incredible cast. It also stars Vera Farmiga, Ray Liotta, Leslie Odom Jr., and John Bernthal, among others. Here's Nivola and Odom on why they wanted to be part of the project from EW's latest Around the Table video. I, I guess I'd spent 25 years as a movie actor wondering why the hell I hadn't been offered a role like this. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, you know, better late than never. It, it is that thing, it's like there's so many talented people that we know. If you never meet the role, you don't get to, you know, the world kind of, there's that danger as an artist of like, you can, you can die, you can leave here without being locked away. Like that's a lot of us, you know, that's the fear that we have that like, what if I never get to show what I got in here, you know? Right. For me, it was, um, I, did, I didn't know quite what I was auditioning for, but I did know that uh, they're very secretive. But uh, <laughs> I'll tell that story in a second. But I couldn't deny that when I picked up this material, I didn't know what the situations were or what the script was, but it was inspiring to me. And so I, I wanted to keep walking toward that. Well, run, do not walk to check out The Many Saints of Newark. It's now playing in theaters and available to stream on HBO Max. Trivia. It's trivia time. Which actor who ended up playing another role on The Sopranos did creator David Chase want for the role of Tony Soprano? Tony Sirico, Steven Van Zandt, or Steve Buscemi? Stick around for the answer and our top two picks and soundbite of the week. What to watch? We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Hopefully by now you've all checked out the great premiere of ABC's new take on The Wonder Years. If you're not caught up, the series follows 12-year-old Dean Williams growing up in a middle-class black family in 1968 Montgomery, Alabama. This week's episode saw Dean head to church with his family, which gave us our soundbite of the week. Let us all rise and sing the Negro National Anthem. You gotta be kidding me. Ugh, why did songs about oppression have to be so long? Why, indeed. He's so right. You can catch new episodes of The Wonder Years Wednesdays at 8.30 p.m. on ABC or stream them the next day on Hulu. 
Now, time to call up our number two pick, the new Netflix movie, The Guilty. Jake Gyllenhaal stars in this thriller from director Antoine Fuqua, playing a demoted cop turned 911 call operator. The film takes place in a dispatch center over the course of a single morning as Gyllenhaal's Joe tries to save a caller in grave danger, but soon discovers that nothing is as it seems and that facing the truth is the only way out. Here's a preview. 911, what is the address of your emergency? I just want to talk to you. Okay, I'm hanging up. Just stop for a drive, sweetie, okay? Is there someone with you? Uh huh. Does the person you're with know you called us? No. Who do they think you called? Your child? Yes, sweetie. Does the person you're with have a weapon? Yes. I need the color of the car, okay? When I say the right one, say it's fine. Red? White? It's fine. Is it a car? No, just yes or no, just yes or no answers, Emily. I'm sorry, I have to hang on. Give me the phone right now. I'm gonna die. And things only get more intense from there, Curtis of Gyllenhaal's remarkable performance. Over the course of the movie, the actor mostly interacts with a deep bench of stars that both he and the audience hear but never see. Sounds like the perfect movie to film during COVID, right? Well, it didn't quite work out that way. Here's Gyllenhaal. Someone near Antoine tested positive the Friday before we were supposed to start shooting on Monday, and he had to go on quarantine for two weeks, and our schedule was 11 days. So what it meant was, like, pushing the entire schedule of a movie, and possibly because they were talking about shutting the down almost every day, the possibility of not even making the movie. So what was what seemed advantageous at the time ended up being a bit of a curse. So... We decided, because Antoine subsequently tested negative for like days afterwards, we decided to get a van that was outfitted with screens and park him a block away, hardwired to the stage where we were shooting. And he directed the entire film from a van with monitors and walkie-talkies. And we would FaceTime each other back and forth in between after these 25-minute long takes. He'd give me direction. I'd take it down. We'd do another take. And we never saw each other in person the entire shoot. Ah, the miracle of modern film production, and strangely apt for the guilty. You can see the results streaming on Netflix right now. And now, live from New York, it's our number one pick, the season premiere of Saturday Night Live. America's favorite sketch comedy show is back tomorrow night with host Owen Wilson, musical guest Casey Musgraves, and nearly all of its cast intact. Despite speculation that multiple main cast members would exit the show, only Beck Bennett departed ahead of the new season. SNL will also welcome three new cast members, Aristotle Lothari, Sarah Sherman, and James Austin Johnson, while feature players Bowen Yang and Chloe Feynman join the main cast. So, what's coming up on Saturday? As usual, we have absolutely no idea. But here's the promo, or promos, for the premiere. Hey, I'm Owen Wilson. I'm hosting the season premiere of SNL with musical guest Casey Musgraves. Bella Texan. That's right. Is everything really big in Texas? Like, are the burgers huge? Well, it depends on who's making them. I mean, I make them about the size of my fist. I'm not going to your barbecues. Hi, I'm Owen Wilson. I'm hosting season premiere of SNL with musical guest Casey Musgraves. Casey, why don't you play us a little something? I don't have my guitar. That's all right. You can just slap our little bellies. I don't think that's going to work. Maybe not for you. Bobby McFerrin. 
Hey, I'm Owen Wilson. I'm hosting season premiere of SNL with musical guest Casey Musgraves. Oh, man. I'm sorry I'm late, y'all. All right, let's go over it. I'm Owen Wilson hosting the show, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's real. Okay, let's do it. And no, I already did that part. Really? Well, yeah. What am I doing here? Let me start the show! <laughs> well, don't get ahead of yourself there, Keenan. Saturday Night Live returns, well, Saturday night at 11.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 p.m. Pacific on NBC. And finally this weekend, the answer to our trivia question. Which Sopranos actor did creator David Chase want for the role of Tony before casting James Gandolfini? Tony Sirico, Steven Van Zandt, or Steve Buscemi? Just when he thought he was out, they pulled him back in. The answer is Steven Van Zandt. Best known as a guitarist in Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band, Van Zandt had no acting experience before the series, which was why the producers opted for Gandolfini instead. But Van Zandt ended up on the show anyway, playing Tony's right-hand man, Silvio Dante. That's our show for this weekend. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you on Monday, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Senior TV Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great weekend. What to Watch. This episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Crockmall.